thought spurred on this thing from a website called salary.com and they do all of these um, kind of research uh, into, you know, what people should make and this and that. And so this was their conclusion. And uh, so they called it the annual mom salary survey. And they attempted to put a salary on the work of American mothers. It says, first, they broke down motherly duties into the following 10 categories. Daycare center teacher, CEO, psychologist, cook, housekeeper, laundry machine operator, computer operator, facilities manager, janitor, and a van driver. It says, uh, then the study showed how many hours moms work in those categories and what the family would have to pay for outsourcing that duty. So this was in 2012 when they did this. It says, they determined the average stay-at-home mom should make an annual salary of $112,962 based on a 40-hour work week plus 54.7 hours of a week of overtime. It says, the average working mom uh, should should make an annual salary just for her mom role of $66,969 based on 40 hours of mothering duties plus 17.9 hours of work each week. And, uh, you know, and so, ladies, if you ever wonder what your value is and you could put it into a monetary value, there you go. You're a $100,000 lady minimal. And so that's your base pay. So if your husband says, why do you need that? Just say, because I'm worth it. Say, uh, you know, and uh, so, you know, and it, and if we're smart men, what do we respond? Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. And, uh, you know, here's another little thing, and I just think this is cute, but it says, if evolution works, how, comes, how come moms only have two hands? And, uh, you know, if evolution is true, moms should look more like spiders probably than, you know, with eight arms and all that going on. And so uh, we have just a short video we're going to show you real quick just to bless you moms. And so we can go ahead and show that. Hey, moms, we're so glad you're here. Today is your day. And we wanted you to know that we love you. You could have decided to stay home and relax, but you're here with us. And it means so much. Being a mom isn't easy. It can be fun and rewarding, but it can also be very challenging and stressful. And sometimes it's hard to know if you're getting it right. But you should know that being here today, it's an important part. In Proverbs, the Bible says, Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. So you being here today, in the house of God, Surrounded by friends, family, and even those visiting is such an amazing example. You are seeking more of Jesus and worshiping unashamed. The young men and women here are watching, and as they grow, they'll remember and do the same. So thank you, moms. Thank you so much for being here. We pray that God will bless you by renewing your spirit and drawing you closer to Him. So you can continue to be a godly example to all those around you. Happy Mother's Day. This morning, uh, I had something actually uh, to to uh, that I wanted to do this morning. So, Dare, you can come up here and join me. But, uh, you know, this is obviously Mother's Day. And obviously, we're not that new of parents, but still fairly new. But... Um, you know, I knew my wife was strong before we ever had a kid, and now I'm even more convinced of that. And, uh, you know, and the Bible says to give honor to whom honors do. And so uh, even for you men, I encourage you to honor your wife, honor your spouse today. You say, well, maybe we don't have kids. Trust me, there's still a godly quality in her that deserves honor. 
And, uh, you know, and, you know, many times I believe that as men uh, in our culture, um, you know, it can be male chauvinist dominated. And, um, you know, because of that's just how things have been for a long time. You know, but the Bible's very clear is that, yes, the husband may be head of the house, but she is equal in every way. And, and as a man, I'm no more important than my spouse as to, to the point that God says, if I'm not doing right by her, that he's going to stop listening to me. So God takes it kind of seriously, you know, and it's important my relationship with her and that as a husband that I'm to serve her and to love her and to support her. That's my job as husband, you know, and that means that I help do whatever needs to be done. And, uh, you know, even what we were just, uh, what I just shared with you there is that women carry a burden and many times. Uh, it's too much, and really they're trying to pick up slack. And yet if we as men will honor women and really understand that, hey, that they're here to help us, you know, yes, they make us look really good, and they help us be the best version that we could ever be because we could never be who we are without their influence. That's why God brought them to us. And so this morning what we're going to do is I actually asked Dara to share with you. And, um, you know, and so I told her that I felt like with it being Mother's Day that I'm not a mother. And, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, I've spoken on Mother's Day um, many times, you know, but uh, I really felt like that I wanted to have her share with you this morning. And uh, so she's going to share some things with you about her story. And, uh, you know, and so just know, uh, you know, that, I mean, this is my wife. This is my bride. We've been married for a while. Let's just say that. And uh, we've been, it'd be 14 years later this year. And uh, she's my sidekick. She's my number one. She's my number one encourager. And anything that I am, yes, I've had other people uh, influence my life, but there's no greater influence in my life than her. There's no greater encourager that I have than her. You know, uh, much of the motivation for what I do, even for this church, I love you, but it's for her. Because she's always been with me. You know, and she's a great woman of God in her own right and in her own standing. Um, you know, and so she's not just somebody who's along for the ride. Uh, many times she's the one who's challenging me uh, in a lot of things. And, uh, you know, and just in various situations, circumstances, and in a godly honoring way. And, uh, you know, and so I just wanted to take a moment and honor her this morning. And uh, because I love her, because she's dear to me, and I know she's dear to you. And so I'm going to pray over her real quick, and then she's going to share with us this morning. Well, Father God, I just thank you so much. Father, I thank you for uh, Dara being my wife, but Father, also the mother to Max. Father, I just thank you for who you've created her to be. Father, the strength and the power that you've placed on the inside of her, the giftings that you've uh, put on the inside of her. Father, I thank you that uh, I lift her up to you today. Father, I just thank you that even as she speaks in these next few moments, Father, I thank you that she speaks from uh, your ability on the inside of her. Father, I just thank you that you uh, have wisdom deposited in her heart, Father, to share with us this morning. And Father, we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Love you. I told him I didn't want to cry, and then he like says all that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks a lot. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, um, he he said that, you know, we're talking about it and um, what to share today and... um, 
I just wanted to share some of my story with you, and some of you know some of it, but some of you may not have a clue, so, um, gosh. Um, sorry. (laughs) Um, so part of my story is, you know, the process that God brought me through. And, um, I was brought up in a strict home. Um, my parents were pastors and we're, they were pastors of a, a church about this size. Um, and so I, I grew up in a small church and, um, everybody looking at you and, you know, for the example of how to be as a kid or whatever, you know. Um, and so they were pretty strict on our actions and how we acted and all of that. Um, excuse me a minute. Okay, let me get through this. <laughs> um, so, I mean, even at a young age, um, they taught us the word. Uh, I learned the alphabet, a scripture with each letter. So, um, you know, A, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so I could go through the whole alphabet because that's <laughs> you know, how they taught us from a young age. Um, they put the word in us, uh, singing songs uh, that way. And, um, I mean, there's still songs that I can remember that are scriptures, you know, that rise up on the inside of me, that funny little song that I remember when I was little, you know, because they put it in there. Um, so I encourage you moms to... Um, Put the word in your kids. Um, it'll come out when they need it the most. Um, but uh, one thing that uh, it was never a question in my home is if you were going to go, if we were going to church, you know, if we were going to stay home from church. Um, didn't matter if we were sick. It was just going to figure out how we could, you know, okay, you got to sit in the back, you got to go to the back room, whatever, but uh, you're going to church. You know, there was no question there. Um, and the biggest thing that my parents modeled for in front of us was their personal relationship with the Lord, uh, their love for worship, and the, their love for the presence of God. Um, they created a space. Um, you know, basically, worship music was playing in our house most of the time. Um, and they created a space where it was easy for us kids to fall in love with Jesus on our own. Um, it wasn't like, you know, some people ask me, like, where are you you know, brainwashed in a way. And I don't look at it that way. I mean, they just made it easy for us um, to get into the presence of God and just learn at a young age, you know, his presence. And once you're, you know, you experience that for yourself, then, you know, you fall in love with them easily, you know. And um, so my mom especially um, was big on developing us and finding out what we were gifted in. And so um, she let us try everything we wanted to, um, from softball, basketball, gymnastics, dance, art, um, and music, of course. But, you know, she basically was like, you know, you want to do that? Okay, go for it. You know, but once we try it, you're going to do it to the best of your ability. You're going to do it excellently, and you're not going to quit until, you know, we decide that you're not really good at this. <laughs> so, but... And uh, one of those for me was basketball. My dad was a big basketball fan. And uh, so, like, you know, where I was, I think I was the fourth grade. I had been doing basketball since I was little. But, 
and he coached our teams and everything. But I was short for my age. I was really short. I had a six-inch growth spurt when I was 16. So before that, I was really short. <laughs> you know? And so I was like, Dad, I feel like I'm getting beat up on the court. You know, I can't even put the ball up. And, you know, everybody's, you know, attacking me. So, um, you know, he was like, okay, okay. And this may not be for you. <laughs> but uh, that was the only thing that, you know, he... We were really like, okay. <laughs> but um, they let us try everything. You know, they let us develop those gifts in us and um, and go go for different things. Um, for me, that was dance. Uh, I did that for almost, I mean, at a certain time in my life, I did it six days a week. Um, and so that was what I wanted to do and teach ballet and teach dance. And um, But as I grew older, um, music was where it was at and what God had placed on my life. So um, uh, you just learn by doing things, I think, you know, by getting out there. Um, My mom was one of the biggest, uh, she tried to encourage us in those gifts, and um, she was one of our number one fan. You know, she was our biggest cheerleader. Um, Moms, you you model that for your kids. You know, you're their biggest cheerleader and encourager. Um, So that was my childhood growing up, and when I was 17, um, she was diagnosed with uh, lymphoma uh, cancer. Um, by the time she was diagnosed, it was stage four. Um, and so that was the day after Christmas. And then um, she passed away uh, six months later in June. And um, my family, our family stood in faith. I mean, we're believing for healing. Um, we worshiped through that season. And that's what she wanted us to do. You know, we were we're believing all the way. But um, sometimes, you know, there's, we live in a fallen world. And the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. And the Lord didn't take my mom. Sometimes I don't even comment. <laughs> but um, I just want you to know, you know, the Lord doesn't need another angel in heaven. It's because we're in this fallen world and the devil comes to steal things and he comes to steal your peace and your joy. And, um, you know, but uh, John 10, 10, it says, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. Um, so with that being said, um, I understand for some of you um, that have gone through seasons, uh, some of you it might be hard to celebrate Mother's Day. And um, maybe your mom has passed away, or maybe you've had a bad relationship with your mom. Um, Maybe you've never had somebody play that role of mom in your life. Um, Maybe you've had a miscarriage or a loss of a child. Maybe you wanted to have children, but you were never able to. Um, I truly understand about Mother's Day uh, being hard for some of you. But God can bring the right people that you need at the right moment to encourage you. um, And encouragement that you need during those seasons. Um, But more than that, the Holy Spirit can come alongside of you and bring that comfort that you need during those times. He has brought me such a sweet peace 
and overwhelming joy on the inside um, during those times. And all you have to do is invite him in to that process. Um, invite him in to be a part of it. You know, he will bring that healing to those emotional wounds. If we allow him to give the space, um, if we allow him to be on the journey with us, you know, uh, a lot of times it's just, you know, opening up your heart in those, there's hurting, hurting moments and saying, God, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to deal with this, but you know, you come in and you are my healer. You are my comfort. You are everything that I need and you are more than enough. And, um, I have learned um, to worship, worship, worship through those seasons. Um, And so when you hear me say that up there, I mean, it's from experience. It's from those, um, gosh. It's just, you know, it comes from experience of worshiping him at home and during those times when um, nobody else is around. It's not, it's not for a crowd. It's not for seeing it in front of people. It's for really grabbing the heart of God and just worshiping him through those situations and through those seasons. Um, the other part of my story is that after my mom passed away, um, the Lord brought, um, some ladies across my path, um, alongside me to encourage me and teach me and help me grow. Uh, there was a lady at my job that was with me every day, you know, and she just, spoke things, sweet things to me and just really encouraged me. And um, then, you know, there was several ladies at church. Um, I went through, you know, like at 17, I became mom to my brother who was 14 and my sister that was 12. Um, we went from homeschooling um, to a new school where we didn't know anyone. And uh, there were new situations where sometimes my brother and sister were looking at me to guide them through some things emotionally, you know. And um, so I had many talks with these ladies, you know, um, to help me and guide me through that season in life. And I'm so grateful, um, you know, uh, even getting married, uh, the ladies at my job just, like, gathered together. They, like, did all kinds of stuff for my wedding and um, just rallied around um, me during that time. And um, God's always brought people across my path in those seasons where you needed somebody, you know, to lean on. And he'll do that for you. Um, all you need to do is just ask him, you know, ask him for those relationships. Ask him for um, people to come into your life. And he'll bring them across your path. He'll bring exactly what you need at the right time. Um, so... Um, then, you know, the things that I spoke, the time that I spent with these ladies, it even helped me later on when we became youth pastors. Um, uh, we didn't have kids of our own for several years. I mean, I guess 12 years we were married um, with no kids. And we still took in all these kids um, as youth pastors, you know, as our own. And um, 
came alongside them and took on the role of mom and dad, and um, especially those that didn't have that at home. Um, so even though I wasn't mom, there's still a natural instinct in you to nurture um, people and just help them alongside. And so um, when I was praying about speaking, um, that was the word that came to mind was nurture. And so um, I looked it up, and nurture means to feed and to protect. It means anything that nourishes. Um, It means to support, encourage, as during a process or period of training and development. It means to foster and educate. Um, So I thought that was a cool word that the Lord gave me. And the thing about God is he is a nurturing God. You know, I mean, um, we see it throughout Scripture. He nurtures his children in so many different ways um, by comforting the hurting um, and the troubled, by providing our physical needs, um, by encouraging us, um, even by correcting us. Yes, God uh, nurtures even when he corrects us. Um, One example of how God nurtures us is by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Um, John fourteen twenty six, and it says, um, "But the Helper, Comforter, Advocate, Intercessor, Counselor, Strengthener, Standby, the Holy Spirit, who, whom the Father, yeah, sorry, Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things and help you remember everything that I have told you." Part of who he is is a helper to us. He's a comforter. He's a guide to us. He's a teacher. And um, during those times, it's just relying on the Holy Spirit to teach you. In those moments where you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, the Holy Spirit is there. He's there to guide you. Um, one of scriptures that stuck out to me was First John 2.27. And it says, But you have received the Holy Spirit. He lives within you. You don't need anyone to teach you for what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and it teaches you what is true. It is not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. And I think when I personally invited the Holy Spirit into those moments and those things that I was going through, I found such strength and peace. Um, And he was able to to come alongside in those moments and give that peace and that strength that I needed. Um, The Holy Spirit is on the inside of you to help show you his love to others too. Some of you may think that that's great. I'm not wired like you. Um, Sure, but the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. And um, he can help you learn to express that nurturing heart of God um, to others in our lives. As women, we're designed by God to show his compassion, his encouragement to others. But I have to ask the Holy Spirit to develop that in my heart um, and in your life. You know, if you don't feel like you're a motherly type, which I didn't. I, I mean, when we were married for those 12 years, I had babies cry every time they were handed to me. So I was like, they just don't like me, you know. <laughs> and so until I had my own and then something changed. But um you know, I think that you can say you're not built for that, but God's designed you uniquely inside of you. There's this something in you to nurture 
um, people and things and take care of people. Um, this is not just for all the mothers. Um, we all have people in our life that we can come alongside and walk through the seasons of life with them. So how do we nurture others? Um, he tells us in his word, and it's John fifteen twelve through 13. I like this message. It says, this is my command that you love one another the way I have loved you. This is the very best way to love. Put your life on the line for your friends. And then First um, Thessalonians five fourteen, um, in the message translation, um, it says, Get along among yourselves, each of you doing your part. Our counsel is that you warn the freeloaders to get a move on. Gently encourage the stragglers and reach out for the exhausted, pulling them up to their feet. Be patient with each person, attentive to their individual needs. Be careful when you get on the nerves of each other. Um, you don't want to snap at each other. Look, the, look for the best in each other and always do your best to bring it out. Um, I just thought that was really cool because it's just straight to the heart. <laughs> talks about every attitude you might have um, along the way of helping somebody. Um, but you always do the best to bring it out, the best in other people. And um, that's what nurturing is about. Um, Romans twelve nine and 10. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with a genuine affection. And take delight in honoring each other. Um, if we think about each other and just honoring each other, it's easy to to come alongside people. Um, if I'm going to honor them, no matter how I feel or whatever attitude they gave me or, you know, what's going on. Um, if I still choose to honor, you know, God works through you. He works through you and he works in you. And I've seen it happen time and time again. <laughs> um, and so if you're going through a tough season, the Holy Spirit will nurture you through those hard times um, and be that help and comfort to you. Um, he'll come alongside you. Um, sorry. He'll be the help and comforter for you and come alongside when you need it. You don't, um, you just have to invite him into that process and worship through those hard times. Um, for the rest of you, I'm asking you to, that you, maybe you're not going through a rough season, but um, be asking him to open your eyes to the opportunities around you. Um, how can you show love to someone today? You know, how can, is there someone that I can help nurture, I can help get through those rough seasons? Um, he has uniquely gifted you and to nurture others. He is you know, place that on the inside of you and he will bring the best out of you. He will just move through your heart to others. And I've, you know, I've watched it happen more times than not is when I take the first step, like, I don't want to go talk to this person. You know, my attitude is like, I don't really want to go talk to them. I don't really know what they're going to say. I don't know how this is going to happen and how this whole situation is going to work out. But when I take the first step, then the Holy Spirit works through me and he speaks for me and he gives me the right words and I've always asked him to close my mouth when I didn't need to say anything you know because I mean a lot of times it's just being quiet and listening to him in those moments um 
and you'll see the Holy Spirit just work through you. So I just encourage you um, to ask the Holy Spirit for those opportunities and just ask him and invite him along in the process. Awesome. You know, I want to take just a few moments, <clears throat> a few moments this morning, and uh, I knew that uh, she was going to share. And then, um, you know, and I want to share just particularly with you ladies for a few minutes. Um, <clears throat> you know, and it ties in with what Dara was sharing with you. Um, you know, and, and really, even for you men, you can get something out of this too. And uh, if it offends your sensibilities to have to listen to a woman teach in church. I'm not sorry for that. Uh, you can take it up with Jesus, and uh, he's all right with it. And, uh, you know, but uh, anyhow, just throw that out there as a side note. And um, But, uh, you know, I want to take just a few moments and just kind of speak to you ladies. Um, you know, and because I believe as a pastor, I might have a little insight um, into what it's like to be a mom. Uh, simply because, you know, uh, everybody comes to you for answers, right? Husband comes to you for answers. Kids come to you for answers. When they don't want to talk to dad, they come to you. And, you know, I mean, those types of things. And so there's just that constant demand. There's that constant pool. And so it becomes the question of, okay, what do I do and where do I go when, I'm, when the buck always stops with me? Any of the ladies ever feel that way? Where do I go to find that kind of that strength? Where do I go to find um, that place? And Dara talked about it. Is that, you know, is that God is, as our father, there is a side of him that is father, but he's also has a feminine aspect. You know, I mean, to see the full image of God, it requires a man and a woman. That's why marriage is so important to God. Uh, you as a woman are not inferior in any way in God's eyes. Uh, you know, but what happens many times is that uh, there's a lot of demands placed. And any time, you know, I remember a quote that I heard uh, years ago. And I don't remember who it was, but it just stuck with me. And he says, you know, it was, I don't know, John Wesley or somebody like that. Some, you know, dead preacher. And uh, said it. And uh, all good quotes are from dead preachers, by the way. But, uh, you know, and so, uh, but it said, I have so much to do today that I need to pray for three hours. And, uh, you know, and it's such a thought. And that's such a challenging thought for me. But even for you as a mom. It's like, man, you know, our mind says, I've got so much to do today that I can't pray or I can't squeeze in that devotional. And yet that's where our true strength comes from. Uh, it's really from pulling from him because, uh, you know, many times for you as, as a mom, as a wife, as, you know, the do it all, there's not that person that you can necessarily look to and to uh, fall back on in the natural. But yet you do have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. And that's where that strength comes from that can actually you can draw upon that can help you and strengthen you and give you the wisdom. Because, you know, I mean, those, those are the challenges. And many times it can be overwhelming. And yet uh, just the heart of God is that of a nurturer. I mean, you think about Psalms 91. It gives us the picture of what? Of, of, a, um, of a bird bringing her children in what? into the safety of her covering. That's, but yet that's talking about God. It said, hey, come to me and come underneath what? Underneath the shadow of my wings. Come in close. Come in where it's safe. And you will find rest. You're going to find strength in that moment. And even for you ladies and for you moms, you know, I mean, I believe that there's so much um, that we, that demands that are placed. And yet it can be very challenging. And yet I, I have good news for you is that, hey, there's a place that you can go. You know, and, and this isn't just... 
necessarily just for moms this morning, um, but it applies to just ladies as well. Uh, you may be here this morning and, you know, you don't have children of your own. As Dara said, I mean, I, I didn't have a child for a long time, but yet I've always had, you know, even fatherly instincts. Dara's had motherly instincts. And there's, you know, you just, it's, it's in you. And it's like she said, you can ask the Holy Spirit to help you develop those things. You know, but one of the things that I had in my heart, and Dara touched on this, uh, that I really want to just touch on for a few moments uh, before we kind of wrap up this morning. But I realized that, uh, you know, even growing up, you know, my dad always kind of made the joke. He was like, you know, all these guys on TV, they never say hi, dad. They always say, hey, mo- hi, mom. And then, you know, at my games and stuff, I would always hear my mom's voice. I never heard anybody else. But if my mom said something, it was like, mom just said something. And, uh, you know, and, and so there's something unique about that relationship. But also, I also realized, and she talked about this, is that today can actually be a painful day for some. Um, because of loss, because, you know, whatever it may be. And the same God who can nurture you for you to step into that role as a lady is also the same God who can nurture you and heal you and restore you and bring about his healing power into your life. You know, and that's important, uh, regardless of the situation or the circumstance. Uh, you know, uh, kind of a little bit of my backstory. One of my, my oldest sister um, has been through multiple miscarriages, so I know what it's like. Uh, you know, to be in that moment and to stand there with her. And, you know, there's lots of things in my life. I mean, I have multiple nephews and nieces that I've never seen. You know, I mean, I can share this publicly, but my sister had an abortion because she's given me permission to talk about it when she was in high school. So I know what that's like. And I know what it's like to walk through that. I can take, I mean, I can tell you the date. I knew the time when it was happening. So I know the pain of that. I know that my family didn't talk about that for 20 years. But it was the elephant in the room that nobody could ever acknowledge. So I I, I firsthand know. I mean, as a 14-year-old kid going to school, I used to drive my sister because she had morning sickness. And I remember as a freshman in high school, standing there in Woodshop, totally just in a daze, thinking what's going on with my sister in that moment. We were raised in church. We knew that that wasn't an option, but yet... That was the option that day. And for years and years and years and watching the toll that that's taken on somebody that I love. And firsthand and even, I mean, this is now 20 something years later, still seeing the pain from that. But I do have good news is that God heals. God restores. God can mend that which the devil has stolen. You know, and so for those of you here this morning specifically, this may not be the most joyous day. I know we have people here who have recently lost mothers. We have people here who, you know, maybe that I know of that don't have the best relationship with your mom in the natural. But the Holy Spirit can step into those places and bring healing and bring that restoration. But it's going to, you're going to have to do exactly what Derek was saying. You're going to have to invite him into that place. And say, Lord, I have this place in my heart and I need you to heal and I need you to help. And I need you to come be that comforter that you said that you would be. Because it's who he is. And we see that through the work of the Holy Spirit. And that's the only way that healing can come. And so, you know, even with this being Mother's Day and this being kind of the day that we celebrate uh, motherhood. And it's a beautiful thing. And it really is. I, I mean, you know, it, you, you always hear people talk about, oh, well, you know, you just you don't know what it's like to have kids until you have your own. That's true. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, it's weird, but that's true. Um, you know, but at the same time, I also realize that, that there are some needs here this morning. You know, and some things that uh, God wants to work in. And I believe that the presence of God is here to work and to, to be that comfort, to be that right now help that you may need. And so, um, you know, I just want to uh, just encourage you this morning. Is that to invite the Holy Spirit into those places. Let him come and be that nurturer that Dara was talking about into your life. To be that peace and that comfort. Because, I, I you know, like I said, I, I think I have some idea. Just some. I'm not saying I do, but I have some idea of what it's like to have to feel like you have to have all the answers and have it all figured out and to do all this and to do all that. And you're going, yeah, I wish I did know that. But yet you're in that role and it's like, I've got to come up with something. You have help. You you have the aid of the Holy Spirit to help you to minister grace and life and comfort to you. That's part of the reason that he came. It's part of the great blessing. That's why Jesus told the disciples, look, if I leave, it's actually for your betterment. It's actually better for you if I go. Why? Because if I don't go back to heaven, the Holy Spirit can't come. But if I go, he will come. And he won't just be with you. He'll be on the inside of you. And that's the promise that we have from Scripture. And so uh, what I want to do this morning as we kind of wrap up before we kind of I want to ask all the ladies to stand. Not just moms, but I mean, yes, I know a lot of you are moms. But I want to ask all the ladies to stand. I want to pray over you this morning. Uh, just a special prayer. Because I believe that we should honor you. Why? Because you are a woman. And you're uniquely created. You know, I said this last week. and um, is that The only thing in creation that God created and said it was very good was a woman. Everything else was good. Until he got to a woman. And then he said, hey, that's very good. And so know that you are prized to the Father. That He created you for His divine pleasure. That when He looks at you, that He looks at you with the unique eyes. And a unique place in His heart that only you can touch. And that as you would honor Him and worship Him. That man, you're doing something in His heart that only you can do. And touching a place. And His response to that is to pour out more grace into your life. More strength. More goodness into your life. And so I want to pray over you here before we kind of conclude some things this morning. But Father God, I just thank you so much. Father, I thank you for every one of these women that are standing right now. Father, I thank you for your abundant grace in their life. In every way, Father, I ask you to pour out your grace upon them, Father, that they would be able to stand and to be who you've called them to be. Father, that you would give them the wisdom that they need to help... uh, to mother and to nurture their family and even those around them, Father. And Father, that you are the good shepherd. You're the one who pours out your goodness into our lives. Father, so that we could turn around and now pour out that goodness and that blessing into many other people's lives. So, Father, I thank you for every one of these ladies. Father, I thank you. And Father, we say that they are blessed from the tops of their head to the soles of their feet. Father, I thank you for the burdens that they carry. Father, I thank you that you help them to learn to bring them to your feet to lay down their burdens, Father, that they're not intended to carry the weight or the burdens of their families, but, Father, they are intended to carry the weight of your grace, which you said was easy, which was light. So, Father, I thank you right now, Father, for your ability, for your power coming alive, Father, even in these places of pain and these places of hurt. Father God, I think you're the God who heals. 
Father, you said that everything that the enemy would, st- would try to steal and would steal from us, Father, that you would restore, that you would bring that healing oil, Father, into our hearts and into our lives. Father, that we could be fully restored and, and walk in the fullness of all that you have for us. So, Father, I just thank you for it now. In the name of Jesus.